0: On
1: a break. We were on a break. We were on the break. We really were on a break.
0: Welcome back to the They Were On the Break. No, Jesus. <laughs> Welcome back to the They Were On. What is the title of our show? They Were they On were, a Break, girl. It's the V. It's the V the before they. It's a lot. It's like the V, the, the they before the. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping that in. <laughs> Welcome in to the They Were on a Break podcast. That's not my fourth time doing that this morning. It's okay. We're a little rusty. Hello. Well, uh, she's not. I am. Uh we're on season 2, episode 18, the one where Dr. Drake Ramore dies. There's no Drake. This is a mess. This is a the mess. The one where
1: Dr. Ramore dies. Here's the thing. Katie and I have not recorded in, what, three weeks?
0: Yeah, and we just talked for 45 minutes, so we're I, done.
1: <laughs> I apologize for our delay. i moved across the country with a cat, so I... You know what? Yeah. I don't apologize. I have No,
0: you, sometimes you have life to live, and that's fine. Because I went to Disneyland the following uh, Sunday prior, and then she was moving, um, but we're back. And I, I butchered the beginning, but it's okay. But now...
1: That they were on a break podcast is no longer a cross-country, long-distance track right. of a podcast, because Katie and I are in the same time zone once more. Right?
0: We are. And, like, right now, the lighting that's coming in from our windows are the same, because the oh. weather is the same. You know, we're just two little matching babes, and I'm absolutely here for it.
1: You know, I'm very excited to be back in California, I think. How uh, was
0: how was the uh, the traveling over? Was it fine? everything make it it was as good as it could have been we were
1: wrangling uh six suitcases and a cat Mm. um which was at times very annoying the logistics of like getting those things like to and from So you
0: didn't send anything from there to
1: here. I shipped nothing and I wow. sold I sold so much. I was putting all my clothes away a couple days ago and I was like, "Fuck, dude, I don't have any clothes anymore." Like I literally <laughs> got rid of so much except for the cat who was doing fine until halfway through the flight. He like woke up from his sedation and oh, started no. like clawing at the mesh of the like screen of his carrier and started doing like yikes. flips and stuff and uh, it was flips and tricks
0: on the plane was wild he
1: was yikes <laughs> did
0: he ever calm back down or just that the rest of the flight
1: he he. we put him on like we put the carrier on our laps so that he could see me okay. and he was fine I did almost ruin a family's uh, surprise trip to Disneyland though uh, <laughs> because <laughs> we landed and there was a dad in front of us it was a, it was two parents and they had two small kids and the dad was like looking up these like prices for lifts to get from LAX to Disneyland which okay what a journey i don't know why yeah, you wouldn't truly
0: fly into long found beach a, at least a, well also there's like a bus that you can take i think that takes you to disney from la i want to say i could be wrong but i want to say it's a thing
1: Well, I wish you had been there to give him this advice because what happened is he was like, oh, we got to get to Disneyland. And his wife was like, shh, like the kids don't know. It's going to be a surprise. And then I didn't hear that part. And I was like, you guys are going to Disneyland? And I like shouted it really loud. And the mom was very... Uh, annoyed I think <laughs> oh
0: didn't talk my to god us did the kids
1: us- hear no thank god okay Thanks.
0: well then if they didn't hear then she they can all, calm the fuck they down they
1: were crawling around on the ground um, so they were ready to get off the flight Um, I'm so sorry.
0: Absolutely not to your children crawling (laughs) around on the ground. Can you please tell them to sit in their seats? Were the flight attendants not like, please control your kids? What the fuck? In
1: fairness to them, we had already landed.
0: (laughs) No, no. Okay, you know what? Let me tell you some things about planes that I hate. Okay. Despise. You want to tell me that we've all been sitting on this plane for like four, four and a half, maybe five hours, and the second that they turn off that seatbelt sign you immediately just get up and you get into the aisle and stand there <laughs> what is that going to accomplish why don't you wait until she opens the goddamn door and then yes. we could all file out of here Thank without you. your body standing and then and then there's the people that are behind me that think that because they're in the aisle that they get to go ahead of me No! That's not how it works. Absolutely not. I'm going first. So (laughs) then I'm like, you'll hold. They've already got their bag because they decided to spend the time that they were opening the door just absolutely weaving in and out through people. So then I need to get my bag, but I'm sweating because I feel bad for some reason because I'm making people wait that need (laughs) to be waiting anyway. And then you're going to have your kids crawling around when the plane lands? I'm going to need to excuse myself to the bathroom oh to die. Thank you. I, absolutely not. No you know way what? in hell.
1: Katie, we should travel together because I too am a proud supporter of the zipper method. You have to <laughs> we get out as a team.
0: Yeah. What cuz that's just going to cause chaos otherwise, you know? And I it, I just I don't understand what waiting in the aisle is going to do for you for 15 minutes. Other than give me anxiety because you're standing by me and I can smell your butthole because you're so close to me.
1: See, I stay firmly planted until the aisle in front of me is getting ready to go. Same. And then you can stand.
0: Yeah. Like, because what, literally, what's the point? I don't get it. I need to talk to somebody who does this and ask them what the logic is of standing for 15 minutes to wait. Because... It
1: doesn't get you off faster.
0: It doesn't. And then you're just standing in this hot airplane where the air has been turned off. I hate... I hate traveling. I hate it so... (laughs) I'm getting anxiety even just thinking about it. Just like all of it. And I eat for the entire flight. I literally... Oh, yeah. You've talked about this before. Yeah. I eat the entire flight. So by the time I'm getting off, I'm like so full. Full (laughs) of farts. Like I gotta go. You know? I've just... Ugh, it, ugh, it's awful. And then all the people and just all the annoyance. And I haven't traveled since before COVID. So I'm sure people are even more annoying now with their mask bullshit and all that. Are, is the mask stuff lifted on planes too? No, you still have to wear them on planes. Okay, got it. Yeah, so then people are going to be assholes about that and make it into a whole thing. And I just would rather not, you know? I can't, so... Have you, I hate uh, traveling. Have you ever traveled by train before? No, but I don't. That sounds awful, <laughs> too. I don't like. I'm, I'm going to get car Like I get sick. You're going to love trains. I get. Planes, trains, and automobiles. I get sick on everything, like on a boat, in mm. a car. So I would just imagine like zipping down this this railroad is gonna make me sick too, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I have no idea. May it take a dramamine. Who knows? But then I'm stuck on that. I just I don't let me off. Let me off.
1: <laughs> I associate my first long train ride with the first time I ever tried KFC because we went to <laughs> went to Albuquerque from we went from Orange County to Albuquerque on the train. Uh, okay. when I was, like, 14 or something. And then on the journey back, like, the train tracks, like, flooded. So we got oh. stuck on the train. It was supposed to be, like, a 12-hour, like, train ride, and it turned into, like, 24 hours on the train.
0: What you're talking and about right now is why I don't want to travel. <laughs> it's not fucking but, but worth Katie, it to me. But, hear
1: me out. They bought us all KFC bowls.
0: I mean. <laughs> and
1: then I got to have a biscuit. But for
0: 24 hours. <laughs> And Mashed potatoes. <laughs> so, You're my favorite. I really, this, but I got to have a biscuit. <laughs> As if you couldn't get back to Orange County, find a KFC, and get that shit for you know ten dollars, and not
1: wouldn't have let me. So this was a golden what opportunity. What is wrong to me? with
0: them that they're not letting you have KFC? What the
1: okay, fuck? can I tell you like okay, like there are certain meals that I will, like, refuse to have because I know I'm going to become obsessed with them. And, like, I know that I'm just going to eat them all the time. And that's how I feel about, like, KFC. Like, I've had one of... I've had their bowl before, and I was like, this is too delicious. I can never have it again. Because once I start having it, like, I can't stop. And I feel the same with, like, the... Have you ever had the, like, munchie meal from Jack in the Box? No. My friend... Oh, man. It's, like... A crunch wrap and, like, a grilled cheese and a burger. It's just, like, this giant, like, stoner's delight, like, yeah. lunch box filled with, like, junk food. And my friend tells me about it all the time, and I'm like, I cannot do it because I'll like it too much. It's the same way I feel about cocaine. If I ever tried cocaine, I would probably love it. And so I can never do it because I just can't open myself up to that. And that's what a munchie meal is to me
0: holy cow my goodness I mean that's like me and McDonald's breakfast I love it so much but I also eat it every Saturday morning so like it's not a (laughs) I don't deprive myself from the things that I love and like I love KFC but it gives me heartburn like I've never experienced Mm -hmm. in my life like it's just it's the acid reflux is rough with that one so I honestly usually avoid it but as a kid I loved KFC so much they have these popcorn nuggets oh yeah holy mo- oh fuck Just no, i the really word. want kfc Popcorn oh nuggets. man and like the mashed potatoes are great the biscuit is great you know it's truly incredible i'm afraid i've
1: right? ruined both of our lives by bringing this up because now we're. i'm gonna, gonna have to go eat have it within KFC. the
0: next two weeks now yeah i'm definitely gonna be having it uh, at some point here soon probably not today i'm going to brunch today um but other than that uh, i definitely am going to need to get some kfc i forgot we were podcasting for a lot of that conversation <laughs> i completely forgot that we were literally on a friend's podcast i love that i well, love that for our conversation
1: well should we dive into the episode
0: It might as well. I mean, I could talk for another 45 minutes, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure that they come here for a certain thing, and it isn't KFC, (laughs) but uh, yeah, so let's do it.
1: (laughs) Well, Season 2, Episode 18, The One Where Dr. Ramore Dies, originally aired on March 21st, 1996. It was directed by Michael Lembeck, who is seemingly directing, like, every episode now. That just... Okay. But, see, um, I'm
0: fine with that because we have a certain continuity that we keep to where it's true. not like, why do all these episodes feel different? <laughs> like, in the first season.
1: He's the James Burroughs of season two. Okay. Yeah, it's um, true. And I was so excited when I realized that this episode was written by my girl, Alexa Junge. You know I love an Alexa Junge episode. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, feel like Honestly... Th-
0: sorry, what? Like I, I was going
1: to say, I feel like she has such quippy lines, like, always.
0: Very yeah, snappy. I hate these episodes because I don't like Eddie, so I don't watch mm-hmm. them, but I was laughing out loud multiple times in mm-hmm. this episode, so I agree with you there.
1: In the Eddie story arc, this is the only episode that I will rewatch. It's the only one that I love, and uh, I, sometimes I skip over the Eddie parts, but mm. I do love this whole storyline with the condoms and... The Ross Richard Monica Rachel storyline is so funny. I've seen it in a
0: new light today. Like <laughs> I feel completely like before in my mind, it was just like a funny, like oh, it's so funny that they fight over a condom. But now it's just so much more to me. Mm-hmm. Well, let's yeah, talk I have about. A lot to say.
1: Let's talk about Joey, Eddie, and Chandler, and then we'll uh, we'll go through that storyline, yeah. and then we'll go through the cool, cool, cool. the condom storyline. Uh, Sounds good. So Joey is now Dr. Drake Ramore on Days of Our Lives, and they're all yep. He's living in his own place. He's got it going on. He's finally got yep. his life together. You know, he's getting pre-approved for credit cards. And because of this, Chandler has now had to move in with creepy Eddie. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. In this scene where like Phoebe is trying to get Chandler and Eddie to bond, I gotta say like Phoebe throws her friends under the bus like multiple times in this episode because she at immediately first, leaves after. You know, yes, yeah, she does. At him first,
0: when she threw, she throws like something at his door to get him to come out, and he comes out. He's like, "What was that?" And at first, I was like, "God, lighten up." Also, though, if somebody threw something at my door, <laughs> I would come out in the exact same way, like. Could you knock? Do you need to toss something at my door? Okay, so I'm on his side on that moment. Like, can we just knock, please? Also, like, then,
1: like, Chandler and him really do seem to start bonding. Like, Mm -hmm. they're having a good time Uh, until Eddie (laughs) starts talking about his ex-girlfriend, Tilly, and, like, goes on this whole, like, diatribe about how she ripped his heart out and sent him spiraling into a dark abyss of depression.
0: Diatribe? What does that mean? I've never heard that word in 29 years of living. What does that mean? He goes on a whole rant about it. Is that what diatribe means? Uh, essentially, yeah. What the, where did you, who's, what is that? I'm I'm always shocked when I hear new words and it's been this long of my life. Di- I've never heard of that. That's crazy to me. A,
1: a diatribe is like a, a rant, but like usually directed at, like, a particular person
0: or, like, okay. subject. Does everyone know this word?
1: Write <laughs> in the comments.
0: <laughs> Let
1: us know, please. <laughs> yeah, we're looking for the education level of our,
0: our listeners. <laughs> please listen. Mine's about, like, a fourth grader, I'm assuming, honestly. <laughs> tribe. That's wild. I've never heard of that. <laughs> anyway, we know. digress. Yeah, he went on... A massive diatribe, <laughs> doesn't sound like a real <laughs> word to you me. You can it, like, it doesn't sound, sound good coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I don't like it. It doesn't sound right. But yeah, and I kept thinking the acting in this is so good. He put his whole pussy into that and he didn't have to. And I'm proud of him. Thank I you. I do
1: have to say, Adam Goldberg is really funny in this episode. Like
0: so, like when he was like laughing, like his laugh and just like, it's so funny. It just spewed my heart all over the walls. Oh, it's like, bro, chill, what the fuck? She was like, Eddie, I don't wanna be with you anymore. Just the way he delivers all of his lines. <laughs> are incredible he's a i hate all of his storyline but he is incredible as an actor
1: and even like later in the episode where he's like
0: oh this is unbelievable what snack were you just offered uh you just grabbed a snack oh my god (laughs) i
1: went to okay let me tell you yesterday i um i went back to my hometown to visit a Mm -hmm. a friend and all we did was get high and go to restaurants and bakeries Hell yeah. and uh Hell yeah i i brought nolan a, a cookie <laughs> back and of course i'm now making him share the cookie that i bought for him <laughs> um but it's really good <laughs> that's my story
0: I, I just love that all of a sudden there was a cookie uh, being <laughs> or some kind of snack being handed to you i a want somebody to come over here and have to my hand me snacks that's absolutely incredible. I'm obsessed. That okay, is the anyway. joy of living together is my that snacks is, or his it, snacks That must be versa. nice. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Eddie's girlfriend stops
1: by to like give
0: him his old fish tank. Which like at that, I, I mean, honestly, they're not that expensive fish tanks. Like maybe another 20 bucks for what she dropped off. Mm-hmm. Just toss it. Just go ahead and toss that bad boy right out.
1: He thinks Chandler has slept with her and then he's killed his fish.
0: Like, there would be no, like, I wouldn't even get the vibe that they slept together. This woman was in a full-blown coat and purse standing in the doorway. Like, what? What are you talking about? I mean, he's crazy, but, like, what are you talking about?
1: I feel like Eddie thinks that, like, he lives in a movie where, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) his roommate and girlfriend are evil and a fish is being killed. Like, Eddie has, like, main character energy when really he's, like, the creepy neighbor. That's very true, yes. Sometimes when you sleep with someone, you have to kill a fish. That's one of my favorite lines from the episode.
0: <laughs> it's very, very funny. I just, I don't, I can't. I uh, There's so much I have to say about Uh, Him in the next episode, but it's not here yet, so I'll wait.
1: (laughs) Now, in the meantime, Joey is like basking in the success of his new role as Dr. Mm -hmm. Drake Ramore on Days of Our Lives. Um, And he makes the mistake of being interviewed in Soap Opera Digest and telling them that he writes all of his own material. Yes. Which is a huge faux pas, and is. I would be so pissed as a writer (laughs) if someone did that to me.
0: But. Do the writers have the leeway to write somebody out of a script? Because I don't think they do.
1: Oh, well, if that person, like, was the showrunner, like, the head writer, then they can absolutely decide anything for any of the characters.
0: But, like, isn't there someone who's in charge of everything? Yeah, that's the showrunner. So
1: so usually on a television set... um, This is how it works in general, but not all the time. A lot of times the creator of the show will also be, like, an executive producer. When it starts, they might be, like, the head writer, um, and they're the showrunner. So that basically means that they get authority over, like, every decision. Like, they get final say. Okay. Um, Okay. So let's say, like, on Community, like, Dan Harmon was the creator of that show, and he, like, ran the show... For, like years and years and years um things can change like showrunners can leave like on community like Dan Harmon got fired so then like they brought new showrunners in and they had final control and it kind of changed the trajectory of the characters and stuff like that um but usually that person has a lot of say over the writer's room so if that person got pissed enough they could write you off the show
0: can someone come back and fight that like does the script go to somebody else before it goes out
1: um well you have to get like network approval i see so i guess it depends on how much influence the network would have the timeline yeah the timeline of this is very quick uh especially like it seemed like the turnover of them like writing this and then airing it was like a week i have no idea if that's the
0: case in the soap opera soap opera world uh it actually, the turnaround is crazy fast. Mm-hmm. It is that quick in the soap opera world. Um, not nice. a day. Like you don't like <laughs> film an episode and then it's on like the next day. Yeah. But that you film many episodes within that week and then it's on very quickly after mm-hmm. it. It's it's a really, it's a much faster turnaround.
1: Yeah. Really like the writers, if he pissed them off enough, could all decide like to kick him off the show.
0: Especially because he's not,
1: I think especially because he's not, like, the lead character. He's, like, a new character. If this was, like, if this was someone who was, like, established on the show for years and, like, was clearly, like, a crowd favorite and made the network, like, a lot of money and stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, if this was,
1: like, Ellen Pompeo on, like, Grey's Anatomy, then, like, it might be a little different.
0: (laughs) Okay. I got it. All right. I'm caught up. I'm up to speed. Great. Cuz that was my question when I watched the episode. I was like, is that can they even do mm-hmm. that? Do they have that authority? But I guess they do.
1: The thing that really makes me laugh is like so they write that he's going to fall down an elevator shaft and die. And when <laughs> when Chandler and Monica and Rachel and Phoebe like watch the episode <laughs> where he dies, I love this moment where like he's supposed to get in the elevator and he's like, "Does anyone else?" want to go like you like, like go go up a floor with me and they're and he's like,
0: like no they only said your name
1: and then that part where she's like i love you drake yeah whatever and i'm thinking like they didn't edit this out
0: <laughs> i know like why did they keep all of this in but okay for us it's hilarious but they would have never kept any of this in
1: <laughs> so that is the end of joey on on days of our lives
0: R.I.P. Sorry, sweet. Sorry that you fell down an elevator shaft. See you later. Uh, they all go to, like, console
1: Joey about it, and he's like, oh, my brain was so smashed in that, like, they can't repair it. Which is kind of uh, something that we're going to come back to in Season 7, Episode 15, the one with Joey's yes. new brain.
0: That- wow, I love that we named the episode and the, like... The Which episode it was. That's incredible. <laughs> Susan
1: Sarandon's on that episode, I believe, right? Yes. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, so good. I it's really fantastic. I Susan Sarandon. So, I'm very excited to get to that episode.
0: Me too. I also like the storyline after that mm-hmm. with, like, the other girl and, like, the whole fake play. Uh, <laughs> it's great. I really like all of that, oh, too. So yes. I'm yes. Exci- I'm, so, I'm so excited for... like so many things in later seasons and I don't want to rush through it but there's just so many things I'm so eager to get to because I'm excited to talk about them.
1: Katie I really wanted to talk to you about the goldfish cracker that Mm -hmm. Eddie puts in the tank. Are we like really to believe that Eddie is so unhinged that he thinks this is a real fish?
0: No (laughs) I don't know and then like another thing if you put a goldfish cracker in water, it would float to the top and then it would get soggy and it would disintegrate. Why was this thing just absolutely floating about as if it were, like, in the tank That's like a I fish?
1: Said. I said, how did that, like, stay in there? The water's not moving. Like, it's obviously fake water. I'm thinking, right. like, did, did Eddie, like, make, like, gelatin and then, like, fill the gelatin mold with the goldfish and then, like carve it out so that it fit in the tank did he make it in the tank like how did this happen
0: i think what happened was they wrote this in the script and then they were like well how are we gonna get like have them show that it's a goldfish (laughs) and we're like we're gonna glue it to the tank so that it doesn't move and they're like oh perfect no one's gonna of course that's great no one's going to dissect this later, ten uh, many years later on a podcast. Like, n- no. So I think that's what actually <laughs> happened. They were like, we need to show this goldfish. But it would have been funnier if it had shown Chandler looking in, right? And then you see POV of Chandler's eyes and it's just water and the goldfish floating at the top of the water. <laughs> yeah. Now that would have been more unhinged and fun. But, like, just, like, this gold, like, it's, like, it, it falls through for me. The delivery yeah. makes it to where I'm, like, this is a throwaway joke. This is bad. This is not funny.
1: It would have especially been, like, jarring to do it the way you just described because it's named after Chandler, so it would have seemed, like, almost, like, a threat.
0: <laughs> yeah. That would have been great. I would have yeah. loved that. You know what I mean? It would have made a lot more sense than just, like, you know. Or if there had been no goldfish and just water. That would have also been more entertaining than a goldfish cracker. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah, you're right. That you know? that
1: joke doesn't land like super well for me. It's, t- it's bad. I feel like it's, it's bad too to out there almost. It's like, yeah, it's too unhinged. Like him being just like really suspicious and like over the top emotional is one thing. The goldfish thing is just like another level of like insanity that I just can't buy into.
0: Well, and the other thing too, it's like you had her drop off a goldfish tank to make this joke. This is what you guys <laughs> set up. Yeah. You had the ex bring this over. She could have brought anything else over. It could have been anything else. And you were like, let's have her bring a goldfish tank so we can make a joke about a goldfish cracker. Yeah. Guys, I think like we can do better.
1: I think this kind of gets to the root of why I kind of hate the Eddie storyline, which is that like. His character is so, like, devoid of nuance that I just, mm. like, cannot buy into it. Like...
0: You use such big words. <laughs> well, it's just, like... It's... Devoid <laughs> of nuance. I'm, like... Devoid. Sorry. Nuance. No, it's fine. You be you. I'm over here. I'm in school. I'm learning so much. Class
1: is in session, baby. <laughs> But, like, I just feel like his character is, like, they push him to being, like, so out there and so all over the place that, like, Mm -hmm. I don't really know Eddie. Like, I can't, I certainly can't grab onto him enough to stand, like, four episodes of him being there.
0: And I think that's one of the issues as to why we don't like it. Like, there's just nothing, like, we can't like him, really. You're not giving us anything to like. Mm -hmm. And then what you are giving us... Is really good acting with really bad jokes. You know what I I just had a thought, man. You know
1: what if ooh, this would have been oh. a way better way to go. What okay. if Chandler had gotten a new roommate that he actually like really, really liked? So that way like we're watching him like bond with this person like throughout the next couple episodes, and it raises the stakes as to like whether or not Chandler and Joey are like ever gonna reunite.
0: No, because, too like, emotional, too soon. And then
1: at the end, there would be, like, some kind of twist that, like, is, like, a huge roommate deal breaker that obviously is, like, we got to get this guy out of, like, I don't know. He finds out that he's, like, this is the 90s, so maybe he's, like, selling drugs or something, and Chandler's, like, we got to mm-hmm. get this guy out of my apartment. Or something like that. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like... But it I mean, just- would...
0: Would have would the audience have been invested enough in their friendship to care about it? Yet we care about it because we've seen every ten like all ten seasons a million fucking times of Joey and Chandler. But like, yeah, in in, in this second season, would people be invested enough in their thing to care if there was another friend that came in that we like? Would we care as much? I feel like if it was yes. us watching it the first time versus how we feel about them now.
1: I think it would, because I think at this point, like, you've gone through, let's see, so 22 episodes in, like, the first season. Let's say you've, you've been through, like, 35 episodes already at this point, and you've gotten a chance to watch, like, reruns and stuff, because it's been, like, there was a whole, like, summer in between the first and the second season. True. I feel like it was such a massive show like going into the second season that they already had such an active audience that like would be invested in that happening but it's almost it's kind of like a red herring it's kind of like um like in the office how they bring karen in and like you kind of hate her even though she's fine just because she's like not pam and you want like jim and pam together it'd be like the same thing where it's like the you're like You're watching their friendship, and, like, the guy seems great at first, and you're like, but I don't like him because I want Joey to be there instead. Yeah.
0: No, I was just wondering if it was too soon, or Mm -hmm. if the fact that we had seen all these episodes and then are, you know, talking about it, if it would have made it any different. I feel like But you're probably right.
1: I feel like this whole, like, is he gonna move out permanently? I feel like it is already too soon, like, to begin with. I would have loved to see them push this kind of thing in like season four or something. Cause I think you are right. It's like, it's not enough time that's passed. And I don't think like, because Eddie is so crazy, like right off the bat, I feel like you don't believe that it's going to last at all. Like you're like, really? Like this guy's going to stick around. Like obviously Joey's coming back, you know?
0: Yeah. hundred percent. So to
1: me, I think that would have made the storyline work, but I have no investment in Eddie as a character. I know he's just going to be crazy and leave, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred, yeah. You're right. They and but they set it up like that. They were like, "We're gonna make this guy not likable in a sense, so that when it's all over and done with, everybody's happy again." Which maybe that was their goal of Mm -hmm. like, "We're gonna force them to like Joey and Chandler more by creating this scenario."
1: Oh, that's true. It like I feel like a genius
0: a little more. Yeah, like people are like, "Well, we're gonna make them hate." (laughs) hate him and then when he moves back in and he loses his job it's all going to be great and we're going to turn joey into a loser again and everyone will be happy
1: (laughs) joey needs to be a loser that's the key to this show working baby (laughs) (laughs) now uh let's get into the uh the couple's the condom debacle let's get into the whole condom debacle let's get into the body count debacle this is to me Mm. the most interesting storyline of the episode Uh, um although i do have to give a shout out to phoebe's song the crusty old man said i'll do what i can and the rest of the rats played maracas i love that (laughs) <laughs> which is a song that i never remember ever existed and then i heard it and i was like oh that's great i know this one
0: i love this one. <laughs> oh, it's
1: the rat morocco one yeah <laughs> a classic a uh, oh, phoebe class what is like the quintessential like phoebe song that you think of that's not smelly cat like what's the one that you think of the most
0: um it's not really appropriate anymore um but when she's standing outside of monica's restaurant singing in her ball gown and she sings it wasn't just that she was fat the woman smelled like garbage everybody (laughs) i lose my mind it's just so inappropriate and so funny i can't (laughs) handle it I
1: I always think of the lather and repeat as needed. Oh my god! I oh, I also think Those of no- um, Ode to a Pubic Hair. Love that mm-hmm.
0: one. That one also hits a Those lot.
1: Those
0: uh, And then also the farm one, too, I get stuck in my head all the time. <laughs> when the cow in the meadow goes moo. <laughs> oh, I love that one.
1: See, there's a lot of good, we need a compilation. It, one day, oh, yes. if we ever have a Patreon one day, we'll have to do a special, like, album mix where we just sing Phoebe's
0: songs. Well, also, oh God, I, I don't know about <laughs> I was on board until Friends I heard that real. I was singing. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought we were going to make like a list or something. I don't know. Uh, at some point, we, like during the 10th season, uh, during the award show or whatever, we should rate like our favorite Phoebe songs, or maybe at the end of the season, when we do the awards, we, we award our favorite Phoebe song. Oh my I'm, God, of we, the season? That's it, yes.
1: That's
0: it, yes, of the season. Top and then song at the of end. The season. We will do of all time our favorites Oof. or maybe a list of some sorts. Amazing. I'm a G we're the, we're flowing today. Oof. You're using the big words. I'm coming up with some good ideas. We we're are back, we, baby. we
1: thought we were rusty, but we're firing on no. all cylinders.
0: I'm lubed up and the rust <laughs> is moving away. My <laughs>
1: I'm not gonna
0: say that <laughs> please say it
1: was it? i need to know I now say, i have a surge of adrenaline now my boobs are sweating so much they're sliding off my body i'm so excited oh my god oh my god <laughs> because these are incredible <laughs> i honestly
0: wasn't wasn't expecting to take it to a boob sweat level but i'm here for it
1: well Phoebe also throws Monica under the bus in this episode because after she's done uh, singing her beautiful song about the rats and the maracas, Mm -hmm. she makes Mm -hmm. a public declaration to Richard, which is that out of all the men Monica has been with, which it's been a lot of men, so many men, Mm -hmm. it's just too many to count, she likes Richard the most, which Um. brings around the whole conversation of how many men has Monica been with?
0: Let me tell you that this has happened to me in real life. Oh, no. And it was crazy. I was out with this guy that I was with, Uh with his friends, and his friend looks me dead in the eye and he goes, you know, he brings around a lot of girls, but you are by far my my favorite of all of them. Oh, my God. And I was just like, thank you. And then I'm like, why why (laughs) so you've been in return why how
1: did they make you feel did it
0: awful but only because i was wondering if there were lots of other girls so i was like are they still around i don't give a fuck about how many people you've been with before me I just care if they're also around while I'm trying to date you. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that I care about. Like, are you currently sleeping with lots of women? Because I like you, so I don't want you to be. That was where I was at. If, like, you've had sex with a hundred women, I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I don't care. You know? Like, I literally... A number is never a question that I ask. I do not care. But the fact that this is even a conversation in the episode, and then the fact... Mm -hmm. That they make both of these men having only slept with, like, two fucking people? Yeah. And then not even disclosing how many people, like, Monica has slept with, which I don't really care about. But by not disclosing it, you make her sound like she's so promiscuous. And both of these men are just out here only sleeping with people that they love. So wait a minute. This is how you chose to tell Monica, that you loved her. They decided, you know how we're gonna write this in. We're gonna shame her for being a slut, and then we're gonna reward her with an "I love you." Send
1: it. So it even the whores can find love.
0: Like, what is this, you guys? <laughs> what the? Fu- there, were, I felt like there was so much slut shaming that was going on.
1: Well, and then as far as her okay, yeah. not disclosing a number, that is a television trick. I don't know if you ever have noticed that, like on shows when someone let's say they're doing like a legal settlement they'll like do the thing where they like write a number down and like give it to the person and you never know what it is like they try to avoid numbers like that because they don't want to alien alienate their audience because they don't know like but how then why did you number have both? is like big for, for so the
0: audience so then you had both of the men have two Okay. That's, like, not fucking accurate even in the 90s.
1: <laughs> okay, but for Ross, it makes sense, because he was... Carol, we know, was his first person because of Peach Pit. Yes. Goddamn Peach Pit episode. It's,
0: and we know he's been with Juliet
1: and then Rachel.
0: That, for for him, that makes sense. And, like, I guess for Richard it makes sense, too, but it's very inconvenient mm-hmm. that it's both of them. Or, like, a coincidence. Whatever word mm-hmm. you want to use, because I didn't use the right one. But... It's, uh, I don't like that both of them have only just, oh, I just only have had the sex with people that I love and that I'm close Mm -hmm. with. And so it's like, to me, that already alienates Mm -hmm. me. Like me, I'm like, so wait, because I have slept with people that I'm not in love with. I'm a bad, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like so many thoughts were going through my head that have never gone through it before because I wasn't thinking of it from this like perspective, Mm -hmm. but it pissed me off.
1: Yeah, I... This is an outdated concept. I mean, I feel like... 100%. I feel like to our generation, body count is, like... Like, it is important to some people, but I feel like the majority of people don't really put that much, like, pressure on it. Um, Yeah. So I think this is a very, like, of-the-time kind of storyline. There's also a lot of discrepancies in it because, like, for example, Rachel lists, like, five people. So she says, like, Billy Dreskin... Pete Carney, Barry, Paolo, obviously now Ross. This is Chip Matthews' erasure, in my opinion. What happened Mm -hmm. to Chip? What happened to Chip? Maybe she didn't fuck Chip. Well, remember? Okay, in the Thanksgiving episode in, like, season five, there's a flashback, and they talk about how, like, she thinks she had sex with Chip, and now they're gonna, like, have sex again to, like, figure it out. And then, Mm -hmm. like, throughout the series, it's, like, like, it's alluded to that, like, Rachel was a, like, quote-unquote, like, well, slut in high school or, like, And, whatever.
0: yeah, because she says, like, oh, I never had sex with anybody on the first date. And then Monica says names. Were yeah. those names names that were on this list or were they new names?
1: I don't remember. I See, I was going to go back and look at that, but I'm pretty sure they're, like, different names.
0: Yeah, same. Same, same, same. So then what? You're trying to make her count smaller so that she's more likable? I kind of think that's what they were... I think in the early seasons they were, like...
1: Because remember, Monica had that story of, like, sleeping with Paul the wine guy on the first date, and she's, like... Mm -hmm. I think they... Not necessarily that they make her, like, promiscuous, but I think they, like... I think they kind of tried to paint Rachel as the, like, innocent, like, ingenue one... And Monica sleeps around more. I think that's how they try to paint it in the first couple of seasons, which kind of flips a little bit later, like, throughout the seasons. Like, then they kind of make it yeah. seem like Monica didn't know what the fuck she was doing because she was, like, overweight yeah. and, like, no one wanted to be with her, you know? So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, 100%. I feel like it switches. My other issue being... That, okay, fine, we're having this whole discussion, right? We get back to the Purple Apartment. We are now going to go to Bone Town. So we're both going to go to the bathroom to get a condom. I've got a lot of questions. One, you guys have a shared thing of condoms in the bathroom? Okay, weird. Maybe just, like, buy yourself a box and keep it in your room. Two, don't use one. You're in a relationship. Pull out, um, also that. Three... (laughs) You're going to fuck next to your bro while he has sex? Monica, Ross, uh, can how is his dick going to get hard when they're literally bone? his sister I was, is getting railed?
1: I was thinking about that when they were in the bathroom and Ra- Monica's like, oh, you need one too? And Rachel's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, bitch, you're fucking her brother. Like, calm down.
0: Uh, yeah, like, it's just very, like... If I had a roommate, I don't think I'd be like, well, save us a slice of pizza, because I'm going to go fuck her with this new tattoo. But also- <laughs> and then in this one... <laughs> Be like, well, oh something. yeah, we're both gonna fuck in the same, like what the, just fuck on the couch together then at this point, what's going on I'm imagining y'all? imagining
1: that like the roommate situation is they're like, okay, the utility bills are gas, electric, water, uh, the communal condom bowl. <laughs> also, Monica is the rightful owner of that condom. She got there first, first time I love you sex trumps chipmunk sex or whatever Ross and Rachel were about to do because I highly doubt Ross has anything animalistic in him
0: Ross is mad because Rachel said that all she had with Paolo was animalistic sex and that was it yes why is she not allowed to have had better sex with someone before else. Ross you know what I, I mean because like I swear to even god if she's I've had lying a partner, he is not the best there's, there's Because, like, even if I have a partner at the time, there are other times that I've had sex that might still be the best sex that I've ever had. And, like, that can't be a thing where now I need to coddle you and tell you that, no, because we're in love, our sex is Like, what the fuck? So, wait a minute. We're going to slut shame her (laughs) and now she's having to coddle this man because she's had good sex and he ended up with a lesbian that's not her fault. You know what
1: really doesn't make me want to have sex with someone? Them pouting and whining in the corner and going, Meh, I'll tell you some knack-knack jokes if you want to go fuck your ex-boyfriend. Like, in what world? That joke,
0: though, made me laugh so hard when he was like well you could just call paolo over and i'll stand in the corner until knock knock jokes the way i laughed was so funny because honestly rachel what are you doing saying that you had animalistic sex with somebody when you know that he was jealous of paolo the entire time you're trying to get a rise out of this man at this point so at that i mean that's where i'm like he's allowed to be upset and of course it's ross (laughs) so he's gonna fucking say whatever do whatever but that joke was so funny and warranted
1: I'm questioning Rachel's taste at this point. Just the amount of stuff Ross does that dries me up. And then, like, Rachel's on
0: board. (laughs) Rachel's running to the restroom to get a condom. (laughs)
1: Rachel's slipping and sliding her way into the bathroom. It's working for her. Like, Yeah, I don't know. I will say I love the moment of Richard and Ross, like, standing out there awkwardly with their half-chubs, like, having to have this, like, small
0: talk conversation. And he talks about a mustache comb. He's like, how do you keep the mustache? (laughs) I have a comb. What do they call that? A mustache comb. Ross's disgusting
1: snarl. He like, I couldn't do it. I
0: was like, so wait. And also another thing. Wait, 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 wait. So she said that she had animalistic sex and you took this so literally that you growled at my girl. (laughs) You literally were like, And so, like, what? She's supposed to think about Paolo while you're fucking her? Sing her
1: an Italian aria, why don't you? <laughs> and then
0: they play rock, paper, scissor, whatever. It's decided that Rachel gets to keep the condom, and then she's like, they have sex tonight, we'll have sex tomorrow. You guys can't go to a 24-hour store to get
1: a condom? There's so many other solutions. Like, you can do a
0: lot without one. It's the worst storyline. I used to think this was such a funny little joke. And it's awful. The entire thing is terrible. (laughs) I think it's
1: funny because I love seeing these, like, the character dynamics of, like, how awkward that is. It's just awkward in general, like, if you, like, have someone over to, like, hook up when you have, like, a roommate or something. But the fact that it's also, like... One of them is her brother. Like, he, like this is her dad's best friend. Like, all of it is, like, so funny and awkward to me. So I like it. It just seems so out of my mind, like, implausible that they, their condom situation would be like this. Who's in charge of replacing this bot? Monica, <laughs> of course! If you guys write a review, or even if you just want to DM us on Instagram or something, if you have, like, a similarly awkward, like, roommate hookup kind of situation that you would like to tell us about. I would love to know the tea on this. If if anyone has had a communal condom situation with your roommates, please let us know.
0: It's crazy. There was only like two storylines in that episode. I'm always like waiting for the third one, but Phoebe was kind of just bopping around between the two of them.
1: Just fucking up people's lives. That was her role for the episode. (laughs) Technically, there were three storylines, but Joey's was kind of small, actually.
0: Yeah, even though it was such a big thing, it was very small. You're right. I guess there were three storylines. Yeah, it was was the title of the episode. Speaking of which, what are your titles?
1: My titles are The One with the Creepy Roommate, Mm. uh, The One Where They All Have Sex, which, in my opinion, would have really raked in the viewers had they printed that in the TV guide. Definitely. Um, And my personal favorite, The One with the Body Count Breakdown.
0: (laughs) ha like that one the best (laughs) uh mine are the one with the green eggs and ham discussion group that joke was so funny when she was leaving when she was like oh i have to go i have a green eggs and ham (laughs) discussion group i laugh so hard i'm like that is so funny and weird i love that
1: why he would not eat them on the train
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh the one with the last condom Love it. Uh, The one with the I love you. And the bonus, the one with the fake goldfish. I love it. Yeah. I mean, they're all pretty basic, but yeah.
1: I do like... The communal condom situation. I mean, that's really what we've talked about the most or been most passionate about. It's the juiciest info.
0: You know, it's just, wow, it is. And (laughs) I'll never stop talking about it. So be prepared to hear it about it on the next episode, I'm sure. It's very important to us. Uh,
1: Where can everybody find you, Katie?
0: You can find me everywhere at Little Baby Kate's. I got my Twitter back. So, uh, you can find me everywhere there and I'm not bitter about it. And that's, yeah. Oh, and I have a podcast. Uh, see you next Tuesday. It's all about sex and dating. So if you like hearing me talk here, come in and hear me talk about blowjobs over there. Yeah. Perfect. What see about you?
1: what her communal condom situation is. <laughs> uh you guys can find me on tiktok and instagram at cuckoo for clo clo puffs uh i've been posting a lot more on tiktok so uh very fun and i can't wait to finally get rid of eddie in the next episode i
0: yeah i saw a little bit of the next episode and it's funny already so (laughs) i really don't watch these Eddie episodes to the point where, like, I don't remember any of this shit. I'm like, oh, this is funny. Oh, my God. I never watched <laughs> this, though. Like, and I also hate Eddie so much that I forgot that Richard was in this episode. He started talking, and I was like, oh, Richard! Richard I love the you, saving sweetie. saving
1: grace of these episodes. He's the Truly. only reason that I would watch these episodes. I am... You guys know, I love Monica and Richard, so he's the only reason I, I suffer through Eddie so that I can... Get to Richard, it's
0: the only reason we're suffering through. But yeah, I I absolutely love him, and I'm not gonna be well during the. Ep- I'm gonna cry. So much. I'm not ready for we, all the emotions that friend is gonna make in. me feel. As if I haven't seen it a thousand times, but it still makes me feel stuff. You know, it still brings it all it's out.
1: Still important to talk about. Yeah.
0: Well, until next time, guys. Maybe I won't yes. butcher the beginning ve- this was
1: <laughs> the <lovely>. next episode.
0: <laughs> They're always lovely. I always have a fucking blast. You know what I mean?
1: Well, we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Bye.
0: Bye, guys. Oops, I said it the same time. Right?
1: <laughs> you said it in the same tone as that TikTok sound that's like, that was funny. Say it again. That made me laugh. <alive." laughs> I love that sound. Bye, (laughs) you guys.